This is Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories. Back in the day when you were in school and sitting there and, uh, you know, your teacher at the blackboard would show you some vowels, you know, A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y. And, uh, you know, you wondered why Y was a vowel. And uh, then she said a few words like type and hype and uh, dystonomy. No, just kidding. No such word. Uh, you would... Uh, you know, you'd, you'd understand. You'd, you'd say, oh, yeah, why is a vowel? Uh, but the English language in, in general we're talking about here in today's show, I want to just uh, delve into this just a little bit, make this a five-minuter uh, on language, on the English language, and that's what it's all about. Um, we came from the caveman. We advanced with cave drawings, we find them in France, uh, in caves, in dark places. We reveal them with a flashlight or a lantern of some sort, and we uh, photograph them and document them. And we, uh, we say, oh, they weren't speaking yet. No, they weren't. They were communicating with pictures, but they were grunting. They were starting to, uh, starting to emote, emote a language, and we don't know what that language was. We don't know where the original languages started, probably the Gallic languages, but we're not sure. Um, researchers are probably have that answer. I don't know it. Um, we is in the team here. Talk me some art. I can only speak for us. When I speak facts, I try to do Google checks as a quick expedient way to get, get to the crux of the matter, uh, whether it's looking up uh, facts about... Uh, uh, a faraway city or, uh, you know, looking at, looking out into space. I want to do a podcast on, on, on the universe. I think that'd be pretty cool. I saw a guy using a universe software, universe, uh, something with the universe in the name, and he was, uh, making planets crash into each other. It was groovy. Uh, you all got to check that out. You should go on YouTube right now. Actually, fuck my podcast. Uh, just go on YouTube. Uh, no, don't fuck my podcast. Listen to me. Uh, it's only a short talk anyway. I just wanted to express, uh, myself. And that's what you can do with the English language. Isn't it great? You can really express yourself. Maybe better than other languages. Well, maybe not, but let's not go there. Uh, thousands of different dialects have spawned from, from, from language, from language in general, from those first cave drawings. Uh, thousands and thousands of years ago, and then we we evolved to to start to speak words and have gestures with those words that conveyed it, and the gestures would become words themselves. Uh, we see that today. Um, but what I really want to talk about is the dynamics of language in in the last, let's say, oh I don't know, two hundred years. Why did it change so much to casual talk now? Uh, we used to be formal in the Victorian days. We don't have recordings, really. Uh, silent movies don't really reveal that, obviously. Uh, but there was a gentility. There was a, uh, a coat on the, on the puddle to let the woman cross. There, the man sacrificed a lot for the woman, for the woman and, uh, for the lady folk. And, uh, the dress was, the dress was, let's just face it, the dress, the women's dress was, uh, a, a, a freak show. 
the bustles between the bustles and the girdles and the the, the petticoats and and and, and whatnot. Uh, whatever held you up uh, was the way of the go, and it was just the way you went out at night or went out during the day and in the morning, and, and you know you swam in these things, and it's just amazing. But we we carry our, our clothing is important. Our clothing is our culture. It's our meaning, our existence. It's an identity. It's a real identity for us. Uh, today we we dress down a little bit. We uh, go to a convenience store in our pajamas, and we go to church in our blue jeans. Uh, we don't dress up for formal events. We like to wear T-shirts with printed T-shirts. We like. Uh, we like our fashion, fashion jeans, I guess, and we, you know, we wear sneakers and we wear, uh, we wear uh, walking shoes and we wear uh, stabilizing shoes. I have a pair. I got a New Balance pair, 820s. They're just a great pair. Uh, I, I, I know the model because I spent quite a bit of money on them, uh, but they, they do stabilize. I take walks uh, in Pawtucket here. I go around, take a walk around the city. Maybe you've seen me. Uh, maybe I've seen you and I didn't realize it, uh, but uh, and you didn't realize it either. But, you know, I, I dress I dress comfortably. I think people want to be comfortable these days when they, hence the pajamas in the convenience store. I don't get that. I, I heard it was a Pawtucket thing, but I think it's just around uh, pretty much uh, around the country. U.S. is probably the most casual dressers. England, I think they dress a little more formally, just a tad, um, not much. They were pretty close. Uh, France, probably like England, uh, Italy, I'm sure is, is in the more dressed category. Um, but language, let's get back to language uh, from, from the nuns taught you what was, uh, what was distilled from those cave drawings from the cave language that was uh, emanated from the mouths of the, of the cave, cave people, uh, the Neanderthal and the, the Cro-Magnon and, uh, and, uh, you know, Lucy, we found her skeleton, the oldest living, the oldest skeleton, not living. Um, I always have to justify myself. I don't need to. Um, but as I continue on, you know, why did, you know, Westerns, they have a pretty casual conversation, don't they? They have words and phrases that are very, very modern. And uh, they, they uh, you know, uh, who, who took the dog out might not be one of them. But um, sit yourself down, that's, that's a saying, and, um, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, the G-O-N-N-A, that's a phenomenon, that, that came from somewhere. Uh, so language is morphed, it's morphed in a creative way, in, a, in a, an expedient way. We want language to, to say more than it can say. Sometimes we really make it work hard for us. We don't want to put a lot of effort in it. We're lazy speakers. Rhode Islanders are kind of get the bad rap for lazy, but I don't think it's the laziest accent or dialect out there. Definitely not. It's it's not even probably in the top ten of lazy dialects. Um, I won't go into regional regionalities in the generalities of regions here, but uh, I will say that language has been dumbed down. Uh, we tend to do that. Uh, you wonder what it's going to be like, uh, you know, 50, 100 years from now, 200 years from now. How, how are we going to speak? How are we going to communicate? Are we going to speak similar to the way we are now? We don't know. We don't know these things. Uh, we will never know these things until we can live to be uh, 200 years old or plus. 
Um, if I asked an old man how the language was back when he was a kid or a young toddler, well, a child, when he could hear and, and disseminate, he would probably say not a hell of a lot of difference, and he would say the word hell. Uh, we swear when we talk. Uh, we tend to do that. We um, want to really express ourselves. We're loud. We're brash, at least in this country. I know that for a fact. We're not delicate. Um, we can be. We can have the capacity to be that, but we choose not to. So language affords us the luxury of expressing ourselves in a verbal, uh, oral uh, tradition. And it's just a great, great tool. It's uh, one of the things in our toolbox that we use every day. And it's really, really cool. I'm sort of on a roll lately. I've been doing podcasts for, um, you know, quite a, quite a bit of time, a little bit, you know, um, I, uh, I've got about, uh, this is sort of going to be hitting my officially, uh, I've got more than 90 under my belt of podcasts from varying length. Um, some shorter, some longer, of course, not all the same length. I don't have to keep to a timestamp like a television show would, for instance. Um, there's less editing involved with the podcast, although I do edit. Uh, but uh, I keep to a timeline. I, um, I officially I have 80. I think this this podcast itself is going to be 89, number 89 on the list. If you go to Spotify and you look up the episode number, uh, so I'm almost at the 90. Uh, I'm going to do a special little 90 thing. Uh, maybe I'll wait to the 100 mark for that in about a month. Um, but at the rate I'm going with these podcasts, as I was saying, get alluding to earlier in this segment, is, um, you know, I'm up to uh, doing, I did two today. Uh, yes, two today, yesterday, it'll be yesterday when I say this. It's hard to, hard to actually get that. But uh, this will be posted tomorrow, which is today for you. And that's Saturday. Um, August 22nd. Uh, today, when I record, it's August 21st, but uh, I would have done three three podcasts um, uploaded. And, uh, you know, you can do any amount of podcasts. There's no, no law saying you can't until something is written or if the Apple people come down or the Spotify people uh, uh, and, and deem it otherwise, you know, um, I... Uh, I, we're on we're on different social media, but I really value Spotify. I think it's a great great tool. It's a great platform. Um, it, it's now partnering, I believe, with um, some great companies, and it's got some synergistic aspects of it. It's a large company. Uh, it's a well-run company, from what I can glean from the way its uh, platform works. So, uh, but th that doesn't really tell you anything, I guess. But, uh, you know, the nuns were smart, weren't they? They were pretty smart from that last segment. I want to just get back. Um, I wanted to maybe do a segment. See, I get ideas, ideas, Rhode Islander. Here I go. I get ideas to do different podcasts. Um, and the nuns inspired me to do another one. You know, when I'm talking, I get an idea. Oh, gee, I got to do... I got to do something. Mark's also being very affirmative. Thanks, Mark. Mark Helfrin in the uh, in the booth. Uh, he's my sound engineer, par excellence, I must say. 
He's also my editor. I also edit, but he helps me with the editing uh, to get these out to you um, in the airwaves of uh, these 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 uh, great, uh, you know, over your device. Let's just put it that way, that you can comfortably listen to in your living room on your on your patio, wherever you want to be listening. Um, but I don't want to keep going on about it. But uh, the nuns, the nuns know better. I've got some colorful stories about nuns. Some not, you know, some colorfuls. You might be attracted to the less, less, a uh, little more ominous story. There is an, an ominous story. There's actually two, maybe even three in there for you. Coming up, uh, we're going to be getting into the nun, the nunnery. Uh, maybe I'll title it that. Uh, who knows? We're not there yet. But I'm not sure when that's going to air. But uh, suffice it to say, I'm doing multiple uh i'm now on a track where i'm doing multiple but you know i might go another day or two without doing anything so it might be a dry spell after saturday who knows i might not start up till let's say tuesday maybe even wednesday i need i need ideas they're going to be fresh they're going to kind of pass a certain kind of uh litmus test um they definitely going to do that uh they you know i did my back burner theory you know i'll put I'll put a, an episode will kind of work just like a, if you're titling the podcast itself, you know, you want to pick some subject that's going to work. So maybe, uh, you know, you throw out your fifth and fourth ideas and you work with your third, second and first ideas and uh, whatever comes up, the cream that rises to the top is the one you go with for that day. And it's, it gives you, it's a jolt. It gives you a real jolt. You know that you're on the right track you know that you're not going to really deviate. You know that you're going to talk passionately about what you need to convey out there. And it's it's all good, to use a cliche. It's all good. I wonder if they said that in the Wild West. I'm going to be probably uh, doing an average of one a day, if I average this out in aggregate. Uh, one a day with my podcasts. Um, today I did two. Um, I did one earlier this morning and I did one later in the morning. Um, both different ideas. One's a meditation. Uh, lonely guy walking in New York. Another one uh, was talking about my cat eating yogurt and Jerry Garcia and, uh, you know, psychedelic drugs. And... Um, you know, I want to do another one on the nuns at St. Cecilia's and St. John the Baptist. The story is going to be pretty colorful. Um, it's going to be about, uh, you know, what spurred me on was that previous segment on the nuns teaching us in school the, the vowels. And it gave me an idea, uh, not at the exact time, but after I closed, I said, let's do a story on St. John the Baptist and nuns. I'm not sure what I'm going to title it yet. But it's colorful. It's going to be colorful. I can guarantee you, even before I do it, uh, they there's, it's going to also probably be a little notorious or it's going to be a little ominous. It's going to have some negativity to it. I'm sorry to say uh, I had a mean nun in school, and I'm going to relate her to you. Uh, my brother Pierre, my younger brother, also uh, suffered under her as well. Uh, and uh, she went on. To, she died recently. She went on to, to be a, she get, she got married, had kids, uh, had a family. Uh, she got out of the nunhood early. I think by the time she was closing out of her thirties, she was not, no longer a nun. Uh, better for all of us. Uh, she was not a good nun. 
she probably, I hope she was a good mother. I hope that she changed. I really do. Um, but she was far outstripped by the good nuns, the good fairies, the good, no, the good nuns, the good nuns of, of both schools. St. Cecilia's was free of bad nuns for me, but the bad nun was in my first grade. Uh, and the second grade nun I had took over and she was a joy. She gave me VGs and I loved her. And she, she, she seemed to really like me a lot. Um, I, uh, I was pretty popular in school. I'm going to say I wasn't unpopular. I got a lot of Valentine's Day cards when, when we trade cards on, on, on February 14th every year, uh, up until, you know, sixth, sixth grade. I think we stopped, but I don't know. We, we started voting in elections, uh, for pre class president. I got class president in sixth grade. I was class president, uh, sixth grade class president. Um, I voted. I had a vice president, um, I had a, uh, a secretary. We had a treasurer, I believe. We did one of the first anti-pollution campaigns back with Earth Day. It coincided with uh, one of the first Earth Days we, we experienced at St. Cecilia's. We had a big roof cleanup. If you looked out the back of our class uh, in the in the sixth grade, you would overlook the garage, uh, lower garage level, and the roof was chuck full of littered cans and bottles and just everything nasty. And, you know, there was a lip on the, on the roof that it would hide it. If you were at street view, it, you know, came up about, you know, a, a foot or two and, you know, you really couldn't see any of the crap up there. But when you look down, it was a real eyesore and the nuns, you know, they didn't know what to do. They didn't want to get the janitor up there. Uh, I'm surprised that we were able to go up there for insurance reasons, but we were, and we cleaned that roof off. We took out everything. We cleaned that out. The clean as a whistle. Uh, the nuns were very proud of us. And that's going to be one of my stories I'm going to relate to you on Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories. So stay tuned for that coming up real soon. I'm really excited about talking about that one. This is Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories.